pain, discipline, bondage, dominance and submission, and a love story. In today's video, I'm going to be reviewing and roasting the sex and BDSM scenes from Fifty Shades of Grey and its sequels. Now, I know that I'm pretty late to this party, and to be completely transparent, I haven't watched the entirety of these movies because I just couldn't stomach them. Today, I'm going to take you through scene by scene for the sex scenes, and we're going to pull them apart and decide, are they good examples of BDSM, or are they of the suck and are awful and are shit versions? Let's check it out. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I am your host, James Marshall, and together with my world-class coaching team, we'll be discussing topics on natural style seduction, masculine, feminine, dynamic, lifestyle design, sexuality, personal change, and so much more. Stay tuned for today's episode. Let's begin. Here we are in New York City being introduced to our main character, Mr. Christian Gray. And here he is, uh, you know, doing rich guy stuff, going for a jog, then getting in his fancy car, going to work at the Corporation of Unknown Services or Products, in which he somehow became a billionaire at the age of 27. Really? Do you, you guys realize that a billion is a thousand million, right? That's a lot of money. So he definitely didn't create this kind of wealth at 27. This is just a, a fantasy for the ladies to think that they're going to get a guy that is both extremely young, extremely rich, extremely jacked, and extremely rich, and he's going to be interested in you. So who's he interested in? Let's find out. And now we meet the female protagonist, Anastasia now, look, I don't want to be rude about this. Anastasia's absolutely adorable and cute in a girl next story kind of way. But as we see in the first scene when she walks into the office of Mr. Gray to do her internship or something, who cares? She's greeted by the concierge ladies who are fucking bangingly hot. And if you were a billionaire who was young and hot, would your attentions be on the girl next door librarian that has some emotional things that need to be unfolding? Or would you be running a train on the hottest, smartest, most sexually open, whatever you wantedest uh, ladies on the planet? Because that's what you get with billion, b -b billionaire leverage. Apparently not. But, you know, that's what the movie's about is the girl next door taming the untamable rich beast. Does she succeed? Right this way. <gasps> oh, beautiful. The first meeting is she stumbles in and trips over. This is called an awkward meet cute. Oh, Mr. Gray turns around. May I help you? Okay, blah, blah, blah. So we can we can guess what happens now. There's the slow burn, will they, won't they? Does she like him? Does he like her? Uh, he takes her in a helicopter, impresses her with her wealth, has some chats with her girlfriends, goes to the club, and then gets drunk or something and wakes up in Mr. Gray's bed. What happened there? Don't care. After unconvincing and uninteresting backstory, Mr. Gray finally introduces Anastasia to the Red Room of Pain and Pleasure. All right, well, what have I got to say about this? That's a pretty fancy BDSM room. It looks awesome. I would love to have one. Uh, well done, set designers. After the little show and tell and tour of his Red Room, Mr. Gray proposes that he wishes her to become his sub. So this is the first kind of interaction in a BDSM sense in the movie, so let's see if this is handled well or not. Do women do this to you, or do you... I do this to women. With women. Women who want me to. No problem so far. He's stating his desires and saying that he has consensual kink play. All good. You're a sadist? I'm a dominant. She says, you're a sadist, and he says, no, I am a dominant, which is not true. He is obviously, and clearly as the movie unfolds, a sadist in the sense that he gets pleasure from causing pain as opposed to a top or a type of dominant that is actually there to serve the desires of the submissive, which is what a healthy dominant would be doing. So he's lying already. What does that mean? 
It means I want you to willingly surrender yourself to me. Why would I do that? To please me. What would I get out of this? Me. Okay, so he's proposing that he wants her to submit to him. She's like, why would I do that? I'm a virgin and I'm a girl next door and I don't know anything about this kind of stuff, so why would I do that? And his answer is not, as it should be, for your pleasure, right, or to explore your sexuality or to unfold the wildness inside you or to allow you to uh, be free within the context of the bondage and discipline. It's to please me, right? So the essentially, and then she says, why would I do that? And he says, because then you, what would I get out of that? And then he says, you'll get me. So basically, this is a, a power play of, of a not fun type where he's proposing that she tolerate whatever it is that he's about to propose that they do, and in exchange, she gets his attention, nothing more. Well, when you've had sex, was there anything that you didn't like doing? We have to be honest with each other for this to work, okay? I, I, I wouldn't know. You're still a virgin? And now they're getting down into discussing the, you know, the particularities of what she may or may not wish to try. And we find out that she's a virgin. And look at the look in his eyes. A dude like this, if he wants to, he could get on one of the, he could send out one of his assistants and say, could you find me 10 virgins, one black, one redhead, one a dwarf, and one hermaphrodite for me? And I'd like them by the end of the day, Walter. <laughs> that wouldn't be a problem. He's blown away by this. Yeah, okay, she's 19. She hasn't had sex yet. All right. You've done other things, right? No. You've done other things, right? No. Why not? Why have you done not other things? You live in New York. You have a job. You go out to bars. You've done other things. Don't lie to us. Where have you been? Waiting. Where have you been waiting? Oh, there's some virginity myth stuff here, isn't it? Suddenly, she becomes far more valuable in his eyes. Now she's precious. Now she's a delicate creature because she hasn't had sex yet. Men must throw themselves at you. Men must throw themselves at you? What are you talking about, Christian Grey? You're a, a male 12. You walk down this. You don't even walk down the street. You helicopter down the street and endless amounts of models throw themselves at you. This is not how you would be reacting to this situation. You wouldn't care. What are you doing? Rectifying the situation. And the situation? And now we have the deflowering scene. So let's keep in mind, right? This is the first time this woman has ever had sex. And not only that, she's never done nothing, right? She's never had any slap and tickle. She's never had a guy trying to stuff his hands down her pants in high school. She's done nothing, all right? So Christian Grey is the professional dominant, you know, a sexual master is about to deflower this woman. So how's he going to go about that? This is nice, erotic undressing, taking our time. All right, he's on top of her. He's doing a little bit of kissing. Putting on a condom right now, is that what's happening? Alright, watch closely everybody. 
Adam, make a note to pixelate those nipples. Okay, let's take let's let's pause this important moment in this one's life and have a think about what just happened. Possibly with the way that it was shot, maybe there was he was the, the implication was that he was biting off a condom wrapper and putting the condom on. So let's assume that happened for safe sex. That would be important. But what happened? But like he's just penetrated her for the first time, right? Which we'll talk about in a second. But what else has he done to warm up this virgin? Nothing. Fucking nothing. He's kissed her a few times and slowly taken her underpants off. But he forgot something pretty important. Touch her pussy, man. Rub her pussy and finger her first before you put your massive CEO cock inside her because this isn't going to work. If she's actually a virgin, then you're going to have to warm her up. No, ma- no amount of soft light and slowly taking off the panties is going to make up for the fact that you didn't actually do any foreplay really at all. Now, possibly this is an issue with movies in general. Like, can you think of a single movie where there's a fingering scene? Like, I don't, I mean, except for Mer- American Pie where he fingers, no, he doesn't even finger the pie, he fucks the pie. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's, it's a taboo. You can show sex, you can show implied sex, you can show implied moral sex, but fingering a woman and probably jacking a guy off as well is just something that is not done in cinema. So it's not done here either. As a result, this poor virgin has just had a cock shoved in her dry. The other thing is that I went through this scene a number of times and there is a moment where it maybe looks like he's moving his hand down to guide his cock in. It's, it's subtle. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because if not, then the implication is it's as if she, you know her pussy's a magnet and his cock's a magnet and he just went like this and then it went bonk and it immediately found its target, remembering that this is a virgin vagina. And that's a common thing you'll see in movies, right? Like the first moment of penetration, the ha- hands are up here and then he just gets it in. That's not how sex works. Very unlikely that's going to happen. I mean, you might accidentally do that once or twice in your life, but that's not how it happens. You have to put your hand down, someone has to, and guide the penis inside. So if he did that, then okay. If he didn't, then not okay. But what is that first moment like? Again, there's no there's no preparation. It's just like stab and she's like, oh, my virginity was just broken and now I feel fine and now now I'm having sex and that's great. This was a terrible first stroke. Christian Grey, absolutely zero out of 10 for sensitivity, for warming the girl up, for allowing her time to get used to what's about to happen and what's happening, to actually guide the head of your penis gently inside and let the vagina slowly take you in. No, it's just like a, uh, and then uh, that's it. Now she's not a virgin anymore. Very disappointing first time. But no. Straight away, she's having great sex. It's not painful. She didn't need to be warmed up. Women's lubrication is a myth. And now we're having our first vanilla sex scene with the BDSM doll. Later on, she awakens to the tinkling of piano keys. She goes out into the penthouse to discover that Christian Grey is not only rich, jacked, uh, hot, and the CEO of the world's most important company, he can also play the piano. What does he see in her exactly? What does she bring to the table aside from her like innocence and virginity, which were, which is already gone now? Uh, what is it that this guy likes about her? I don't get it. Next day, they have a romantic breakfast and a bath together. That's sweet. And then we're going to move into the first kink scene as Christian Grey starts to educate his new submissive uh, whilst he takes the weekend off to pleasure her. Weekend off? This guy's the CEO of a Fortune 500 multi-billion dollar company. You think he gets weekends off? No, CEOs work 100 hours plus six days a week and grind themselves to an early grave so that they can conquer the world. They don't get 
72 hours per week to pleasure their mistresses. Do you trust me? First kink scene, he asks, do you trust me? And one thing I'll give this actress, she certainly knows how to do that look of like, I'm scared but excited but curious at the same time. I think it's kind of her one look in the movie. She does it pretty well. Stay here. That's good. Telling a girl to stay there or assume a certain position so that she knows what to do whilst you're preparing your materials, that's all good. He goes to his tie drawer because all the CEOs have tie drawers with 100 Hold different ties in them. All right, that's cute. He's got her in improvised wrist cuffs. Hold in there. Understand? Tell me you understand. I want to my arms. Good girl. This is good. So if you're instructing a new partner who doesn't really know how things work, letting her know that this is what I'm going to do and getting her to actually say it back to you so it's very clear that the communication has gotten through, the safe word has been communicated or whatever the position is, whatever the activity we're about to do, she knows what's happening and she has agreed to it. Okay, I'll give you a plus a tick on that. Why is she orgasming right now? So, I mean, from what we can show you with that, with pixels on the screen, she has her hands above her heads and Christian is kind of nuzzling his nose down in midsection and she's already in orgasmic rapture. Say yes. To what? Being mine. Shit. Oh. It's my mother. Oh, no, then mum comes home. Oh, right. Just when he was about to do something, it wasn't clear what he was about to do. Maybe go down on it. If you're enjoying today's episode and you'd like to find out more about the services and information that the Natural Lifestyles provide, then check out our show notes where you'll see links to all of our other resources, including our YouTube channel, TikTok, and most importantly, our workshop schedule. TNL team is constantly on the road, traveling the planet and teaching the world's most high-end, bespoke and personalized coaching workshops for men, teaching you how to date women in everyday situations without the use of cheesy lines or those goddamn apps. Check it out. And now back to the episode. Mums arrive and that throws in a whole other character into the movie that we don't care about and we're going to skin past. This was filmed in 2015, so they've figured out you can put text messages on screen to make it edgy and new. Christian says, his name is saved as Christian Grade. He's an extremely important public figure. He's texting this on an unencrypted network with his real name so that she can later on take it to the Daily Mirror and make money out of it. All right, so he sends her a laptop and she'd like to use it. He'd like you to use it for your research. She's like, oh, would you now? Is that what our relationship will be like? You order me around? Okay, I got this. I'm a little bit sassy. What's he going to say? Boom, he comes back with, oh, I hope so. And what's more, you'll like it. That's good. This guy's got game. Yes, he's in command. Time to bite your lip and pout. Nothing else you can do with that. The following are the terms of a binding contract between the dominant and the submissive. All right, so he sends her the BDSM contract between the dominant and the submissive. So let's have a little talk about this. Is this a real thing? Yeah, there are absolutely couples that do this kind of 24-7 dominant submissive role play. And I have known of people who actually do print out contracts like they're not legally binding they're absolutely not legally binding but you know it's 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 part of the play it's part of it's a prop 
And it also is good for communication because we're outlining what we do and don't want and what the parameters of the relationship are. Okay, that's all good. This is very uncommon within kinksters. Like very few people want to have a permanent 24-7 sub-dom relationship. It's a huge amount of responsibility for the dom because you have to micromanage everything in the submissive's life. It's not necessarily very practical if people have to go to work or do other things other than do kink stuff all day. But this is fair enough in this context. Okay, he's a superpower CEO who wants to have complete control over every aspect of his life and every movement of his woman. Like I said before, he could send his scouts out and they could get a dozen for him tomorrow. But okay, he's, he's got something for this girl for whatever reason. Okay, so um, I'll give this a pass. The fundamental purpose of this contract is to allow the submissive to explore her sensuality and her limits safely. The dominant and submissive agree and acknowledge that all that occurs under the terms of this contract will be consensual confidential, and subject to the agreed limits and safety procedures set out in this contract. Okay, so if he was to have followed what he's saying here in the rest of the movie, which he doesn't, he's absolutely breaks his own rules and, and is more of an abusive dom than, than what he's describing, then this would be okay. So speaking in terms of here, that it is for that what he's doing is for the submissive's pleasure, that this is something that we're agreeing to together and it's consensual uh, and that there are certain parameters that we're going to work with you. This is really important stuff. If you're bringing edginess, if you're bringing anything that's extreme, has more polarity, has pain, has impact, has restraint, you know, anything that fits within the realm of BDSM or kink into your play, then it needs to be negotiated one way or another. You don't necessarily need to get a lawyer to print, make you out a contract, but simple things like, I'd like to do X now, do you want this or can you take it a little harder or shall we go deeper or, or shall we move to the next thing? And then getting a verbal yes from the woman, whether it's a, a yes or whether it's a green, you know, it's one using, using a, a safe word or whether it's using just clear normal words, this must be done because otherwise we end up in situations where someone is playing a dom or pretending to play a dom in order to just selfishly do what they want, right, under the guise of this particular type of sexuality. But this is not actually what a healthy, dominant, and submissive relationship is. It is negotiated, it is consensual, and it is for the pleasure of both parties. And basically, the dom is there to serve the pleasures of the submissive. Sounds kind of ironic, but it is the submissive who sets the, the tone and sets the limits, and then the dom creates the space and creates the action to serve the desires of the submissive. The safe word yellow will be used to bring to the attention of the dominant that the submissive is close to her limit. Red is spoken. The dominant's action will cease completely and immediately. Okay, this is good, right? So now we're getting into safe words, and this is kind of standard to use the stoplight system. Green is go, and everything's good, although... You don't need to say that. If you're a submissive, you don't need to be saying, green, green, oh, so green. We, we assume that if everything's okay, that green is where we're at. But giving different levels to work within, so the yellow and the red is quite important, right? As opposed to just having one word that would stop everything, which you can, right? You could have used mercy or some elephant or toaster or whatever as a singular safe word. But the problem with that is if the sub is in a situation where they're enjoying what's happening, but it's just a bit too much, right? So he's spanking her, for example, and the spank is like an eight out of 10 when she would prefer for a six, then maybe she doesn't want to stop the whole thing by saying red or mercy or stop or something, because then that breaks the whole scene and she was enjoying it. She just wanted an adjustment. So using yellow or orange as a safe word is great because it tells the, the dom that everything's cool, just back off a bit, right? So if he's fucking hard, fuck less hard. If he's spanking, spank less hard. You know, if he's choking, choke less hard, right? And then he, he lets go or he 
down-regulates whatever it is that he's doing a little bit and then checks in with the sub, right? So she says, orange, and then you go, okay, and I'll, I'll take it down 50%. Then I go, okay, how about this? Is this good or can you take a little more? And she says, a little more. Okay, I go back and I find my six. Cool, I register that. That's the six out of 10. That's where she's at currently or in general. So now I, I have to be disciplined and monitor myself as the DOM to make sure I'm not just uh, losing control. And I know now, okay, cool, that's where her current soft limit is on that thing. And then the, the play continues without needing to break the trance. The submissive will agree to any sexual activity deemed fit and pleasurable by the dominant, accepting those activities outlined in hard limits. Now he gets into his micromanagement, right? Like this is pretty, very unusual for a sub-dom relationship to go this far. The submissive agrees to procure oral contraception from a physician of the dominance choosing. So he's telling her to get oral contraception, not only that, but from the physician of his choosing. He's got to know which doctor it is to give him the give her the contraceptive pills, so I presume where they're going to be fluid bonded and not using safe sex. A submissive will not enter into sexual relations with anyone other than the dominant. Okay, so he's controlling who she can bang and not bang. The submissive will eat regularly to maintain her health <laughs> what and well-being from a prescribed list of foods. Does the submissive consent to being blindfolded? Does the submissive consent to being gay? And then he goes through the list of very specific actions that she does or doesn't wish to submit to. Now... It's kind of difficult for her, right? She has been told to do research and she's looking up on the line for the first time as if she's never seen porn or never, ever heard of any of these things. I guess that's possible. But, you know, how is it that she's able to decide what she does and doesn't want if she's had no experience in them? Well, that's a bit, bit of a catch-22 for her, but fair enough. It's definitely cool to informally discuss things with your partners to figure out, like... Have you ever been interested in X? Or I have a fantasy about tying you up. Is that something you've ever been curious about? That's often a way that I will bring it up to a new partner. Because if I just say to a woman, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? She may not know if I have any judgment around that, right? If I say, do you like anal sex? And she says, yes. Is she worried that I might go, ooh, or oh, you're one of those girls or whatever, right? Whereas if I said, I was fantasizing about fucking you in the ass, would you ever want to try that with me? That's a different thing because it's very clear that I think it's good. I would like to do that and I'm proposing it to her and then she can yes, no, of course. Um, but she's not worried about whether I'm judging her. So I highly recommend with lovers that you, after the first couple of times you've been together perhaps, that you have a sexy intimate discussion about the likes and dislikes and things you may wish to try to spice it up in the bedroom. It was nice. Knowing you. So Christian has been away on important business in Seattle and has been, but like he can't get her out of his head for some reason. This dowdy girl next door with no particular personality or anything interesting about her has captured the attention of this extremely high value male telling her to do her research. And then she brattily says, I have, and it's been nice knowing you with a smug smile that she is pleased that she is thinking of walking away or throwing away the most powerful man on the planet that will ever show any interest in her, and she's okay with her. And now that's going to totally fry him, as if he's never seen these games before. A dude in this position knows how women work, knows knows the game. He knows that he's, she's just playing with brattiness, and so he would go, all right, whatever. Walter, I want to meet 10 more virgins, would you? <laughs> oh, no, what am I going to do, Christian? Christian, what can you do? Just get 10 more. And now we start to see 
the possible problems with this character. So he turns up and he's broken into her apartment. That's uh, that's a red flag. All right, so he breaks into her apartment. Let's forget that and just assume that that's romantic because he's hot, <laughs> pretty much. If he wasn't hot, it wouldn't be a romantic thing when a girl says, I don't ever want to see you again, and then the dude is there in her in her bedroom studio apartment. That's not a good thing, but because he's hot and there's nice music behind it, it's fine, apparently. Really, okay, what was she doing there? Like, let's 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 give her the benefit of the doubt. She was being a bit of a brat, and a brat is a type of submissive. Right? There are various types of doms, various types of submissives. Christian Grey is the zero-personality stoic dom, and she is the innocent baby girl slash a little bit brat and submissive, I guess. What does a brat do? A brat antagonizes or tests or puts adds tension into the play in order to get the dom to overpower her or to figure a way through her brattiness. Right. So an example of that might be in play, you're like, come over here and get on your knees. And she says, uh uh. That's not red. That's not stop. Right. That's like, I don't want to do that. I want to leave now. That's a game. Right. She's like, uh uh-huh, uh, or mm, make me. That's that's a bratty submissive response, which you may interpret as like, oh, okay, she doesn't want to do this, or she's she's just fucking with me or something, which is possible. But no, it's more, much more likely that, okay, she wants to see how you handle her brattiness. So how does Christian handle it? He just pulls her in and throws her on the bed, I think. Let me remind you how nice it was. Ooh, let me remind you how nice it was. Okay, a bit of menace in there, and she's got that look, her, that one look she has again, which is, I'm scared and horny. Is this what you want? This is kind of cute. And this, like, I'll give him credit for this, right? So when he first introduced the tying her up by the wrists, he asked for consent, he did it slowly, and now she's essentially being trained or she's now, that's being anchored, that's something that she wants, she knows how what she's supposed to be doing here. Okay, so now they have a, a decent dynamic, if we forget the old, the old home invasion aspect to this scene. Poor old Christian, he, he has to use expensive Italian ties to tie his ladies up instead of my invention, which is the James Marshall silk tie, uh, which I adapted from the idea of a normal tie, which has loops on the end of it, which means that you don't have to fumble around with something that's only that long. That's a kind of cool move. I haven't done that one before. That looks cool. Pull the T-shirt up over the eyes. Although I can imagine that often kind of just like getting into her nose and so on. Probably better to just use a blindfold. But for improvisation with, with limited tools, I like that. Is this nice? Good move. Flipped her over properly and gave her a nice loose-handed warm-up spank with a good slap to it. Good spank, Christian. All right, come on. Look, he's gone through all the trouble of sending her to his private doctor to put her on birth control pills and to forbid her from seeing other, any other man. And I guess he's got a private investigator tailing her to make sure that's the case. And yet he's still using a condom. What was the point of all that, Christian? 
All right. So this is the second time she's had sex, remember? Right? Remember the first time was where he stabbed it in without any preparation? Now, the second time that he's having sex with her, he is also stabbing it in immediately without any preparation. Oh, no, sorry, he did. He rubbed a bit of ice on her for 10 seconds and that loosened her pussy up, did it? Okay. This guy sucks at fucking. Yeah, you can fuck a girl hard, but you've got to dock it first. You've got to allow her body to fit to the shape of your cock, especially considering the fact this is the second time she's had sex, you fucking barbarian. Now for some pillow talk. That was really nice. What are you doing to me? What is she doing to you, Christian? She's throwing you off your game, man. She's deeply affecting you emotionally. You used to be strong and powerful and in command and be banging catwalk models night after night, and yet this librarian has just made you reconsider it all, has she? I'm not buying it. There's nothing at all interesting about her at all. You're too good for her, Christian. Now Anastasia comes to the office to renegotiate the terms of the BDSM contract and to state what her soft and hard limits are. All good. And she's going to explain some of the things that she wants to get struck off the list. Let it be known. Appendix three, soft limits. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With you. you. Yes. Find anal fisting. I'm all ears. Strike it out. She struck out anal fisting. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) This is a girl who's had penetrative sex twice, and both times the guy jammed it in without any preparation or lubricant. And so she's probably thinking, hmm, I probably don't want him to punch me into my asshole because that's probably the way he's going to do it if the way he fucked me was any indication. (laughs) He's disappointed. Strike out vaginal fisting too. Oh, she doesn't want even want to be punched sure? in the pussy either. Yeah. This girl's no fun. Strike it Same out. Same page. Is the use of sex toys acceptable to the submissive? Vibrators okay. Dildos fine. Mm-hmm. Genital clamps? Absolutely not. Oh, hard limit on genital clamps. Christian's a little disappointed. Consider them gone. No, no, he's not. He's a professional. Good. Very good. What are butt plugs? What are butt plugs? She asks. So she seems to understand what anal fisting is, but she's not aware of what a butt plug is. Did she just get flown in from a like an isolated island where it's had no contact with the outside world? Come on. Well, let me explain to you. You know how I was going to stick my entire fist up your asshole and that was on the list of things? Yeah. Okay, well, it's like that, but a very much smaller thing. It's almost like a plug that goes in your butt, hence the name. Oh, and now we're going to send in a couple of tens to bring in some fruit platters. Christian, do you want to? Do you want to? Maybe go with one of the tens that you. No, back to the library. Okay, cool. No worries. He must go through quite a few non-disclosure agreements. Oh, jealous! My staff know only what I choose to tell them. I think the staff know what you're up to. All right, that's all I can handle for today. And stay tuned for part two of this awful movie roast. Thank you for listening to the Natural Lifestyles podcast. If you enjoyed our content and you'd like some more, then you can check out our YouTube channel, which is just The Natural Lifestyles. And if you want to find out about our live coaching and online coaching services, including our incredible live dating workshops, sexuality workshops, then you should check out our website, thenaturallifestyles.com. Thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.